0: Welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney. We're sharing episode 33 with you today. Not a word, Rosie. No, nothing was going to be said. (laughs) If you're new here, then a very magical welcome to you. Uh, Thank you to all of the lovely listeners who have added new reviews um, over the last few weeks. Um, We really, really appreciate it. We love Mm -hmm. reading them. And thank you to everyone that continues to listen. We still get shocked. Yeah, very surprised. every day to us. It's bizarre, but we're grateful.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: across the across the whole world so thank you so much really really appreciate it and um... If you're looking to support the podcast um, kind of some more of us, you can listen and listeners are what we need so that's great and um, if you're keen sprinkler disney fans you can leave a review on whatever platform you listen on and um, i know some of them don't allow you to which is annoying so feel free yeah. to jump to apple podcasts and leave a review there if you don't if you listen somewhere else and um, we, we won't judge you it's fine all are <laughs> welcome um and then if you kind of want to go the extra mile we just have like our merch shop available online too with mugs and t-shirts and stickers and a bit of everything to yeah. show your Disney love and pride,
1: yeah. A potential Christmas present, maybe if you have like a friend who's a this fellow a listener. That's
0: what I'm going to get you for Christmas. I'm going to get you one of our mugs. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be busting with that to
1: be honest because <laughs> I still don't have one. I've only got oh have I got? The hoodie. We both got mm, hoodie. we both right?
0: got hoodie. Oh, yeah, so... got, I've, got, I've got the jacket, you got the hoodie, yeah, yeah. And I need to be fried, do I need to go back? I want, um i want one of the t-shirts with our slogan on yeah the have a magical rest of your day i want a t-shirt with that on but actually yeah. i should not get around to buying it so i need to go and do that yeah um so if you want to match with us <laughs> um there's loads on there for like i said different sizes colors availability whatever yeah um, and the stickers are cool if you want to do something like like laptop stickers and stuff as well as well um yeah so treat yourself or a yeah. friend <laughs> or don't that's also fine
1: <laughs> yeah just do do what you want to do you do you. um so today's episode uh we're back to Disney classics um and this classic is arguably a fan favorite mm. and it's Alice in Wonderland I'm
0: so excited yeah me
1: too <laughs> I think we both very much enjoy this film yeah so this, is, this shouldn't be a controversial review I <laughs> do no. um so obviously uh we will be Introducing the film and its background, uh, discussing the reception of the film and the reviews and the scores, everything like that. And then our thoughts on the film, the film and its time. So when it was released Mm -hmm. versus our thoughts on it overall, just as a film in its own right. Um, And we'll also be discussing the characters as well. And then, of course, giving it our individual ratings out of 10, which I don't know at this point. I, I'm so
0: glad you said that because I suddenly realised when we sat down I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I thought like, I need a rating out of 10. And I, I watched the film and just enjoyed it. I didn't even think of my yeah. rating.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was the same. So we're
0: going to have to wait for this discussion. To be honest yeah. because I'm not sure where it's. No, it I'm
1: not. I feel like we influence each other to a score anyway. So I think we do. We,
0: we, do. we seem to work out in the you end. You can see, listeners, that we are organic.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not stage, we read. No,
1: we're we're not sat here reading from a script. I think you can tell that in the sense that I mean our conversations are sometimes True. a bit out there or a bit a bit like I a don't therapy know session. What you're
0: talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we did not talk for three hours about the Loki series. Oh, what are goodness. you talking about?
1: Yeah, that was definitely all written down. Can you imagine how long that script would be? It wouldn't have taken
0: us as long to write. Just release the transcript rather yeah, than a Yeah,
1: exactly. would have been like a book. Yeah, um, it would. So yes, we we are very much organic, spontaneous. <laughs> We're just ourselves.
0: <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.
1: And with that, that brings us on to Disney fun fact number one. So similar to several other animated Disney films, including Peter Pan, several of Alice in Wonderland's sequences were shot in live action. So animators had a reference while they were drawing the characters. Very clever, very Mm -hmm. clever thing to do. It was the first instance since the early 40s that an entire Disney film was shot in that manner. Yeah, it's really Mm -hmm. very uh, progressive for them in this time to do that.
0: I'm assuming the last one that they kind of shot in that way was maybe Bambi, because you said that in in our Bambi episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember which episode number that was, so just go back and have a look. Oh, yeah,
1: that's...
0: Because it was before Cinderella. Yes, it was. It was a while back. Yeah, Um,
1: because... yeah, it was the deer wasn't it like they'd use like real so deer like, yes
0: Bambi was a deer I,
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone knows that <laughs> that's why I was a bit concerned
0: I was like um yeah so they had like, the animals in and stuff so but I'm guessing for Cinderella they maybe cut that out a little bit so yeah um but yeah I think that's really cool and because I think initially this was meant to be a live action film yeah, um, yeah. and I think initially like the first two years of planning it was going to be live action then they changed their mind yeah
1: so. Well, yeah. I'm sure as you're about to tell us, this film was kind of like here, there and everywhere for a little bit. What
0: summary? <laughs> How does one start with a plot summary for this film? So we start in, the, in, in London, in England, um, and Alice, and I can never out is it her sister or her tutor? Because I think in the book it's her sister, but it's not clear in the film. No,
1: it's not clear. I think people still refer to her as mm. her sister. Yeah, so in, I've
0: read both the books, so obviously it's, I'll talk in yeah. a second, but it is based on um, two um both of the um Lewis Carroll Alice Wonderland books. Yeah. Um which we will talk a bit more about in a bit. But um in the book it specifies it's to her sister. So I'm gonna go with her sister. Yeah. Um, I think it is. So Alice is kind of sat chilling with her older sister and her cat. Her older sister is reading some kind of like posh pretentious book to her. Uh, I didn't recognise the book when I listened to it and I remember just thinking this is a classic, like an English classic book. Mm. Alice is clearly disinterested and bored. Yeah. Um so and then she spots... I mean, this is, like, jumping quite... You're going you're gonna to find in this plot summary we have to jump a lot because there's yes. so many details. I could be here for the next three hours mm-hmm. reciting a plot summary. So this is, like, a quick... a quick, <laughs> <a> quick <laughs> run-through. <laughs> then she, like, spots this rabbit with a waistcoat and a, and a clock... Who's like I'm late, so she follows the rabbit down the rabbit hole. Really sensible. Uh, Leaves the mm. cat up there, which is a bit sad. I know. I know. Poor cat. Oh, oh that section me. she's like just looking down at her, like when I ever see you again. It's really sad. <laughs> I know. Alice then uh. ends up like falling on the rabbit hole, and then ends up in what what we realize is Wonderland in this mm. bizarre, wacky situation she gets she's too big she's too small she can't fit through doors she has to eat things and drink things to make her bigger and smaller to fit through doors or roofs or houses or whatever Mm. it's just i mean there's there's a lot she gets she cries and makes her own ocean and then gets stuck with dodos on the beach
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's (laughs) all over the place
0: there's a lot um it's yeah there's, there's just a lot that goes on um, she's trying to get into this garden she can't get there so she cries and then this this ocean happens she ends up on the beach running around with dodos and birds as they tell a story um and then i'm trying to think then what happens. then she ends up following the white rabbit again yeah. to a house which turns out to be the white rabbit's house and then she eats something back again and then oh, grows massive so her head sticks out of the house and then but the she dodo yeah yeah And she's <laughs> like her arms out the windows it's bizarre Then the dodo and the white rabbit appear again, and like, oh no, it's a monster! And the dodo's like, I know what we'll do. We'll smoke out the monster. Um. So then Alice then ends up becoming smaller and then running after the white rabbit. But then they still decide to burn this poor white rabbit's house. We don't see that happen, but I guess it. I I imagine it continues to happen because the dodo seems quite.
1: Yeah, he's yeah he's a bit of a, a rogue he's a bit loose cannon he is he,
0: yeah he's like well if i can't find a match i'll just use this wood and yeah, set the he's house determined. on fire <laughs> even though the monster in a bit of commas is gone but then alice is then three inches small now rather than like three miles high <laughs> um and she follows the rabbit again into a garden of flowers and then it turns out she's smaller than the flowers so she meets mm. some flowers that talk they sing to her and then kick her out to, to summarize yeah yeah
1: pretty much i think she's a weed they call her a weed and they're like
0: <laughs> bog off weed and um, so she gets quite upset then she finds a blue caterpillar just smoking on a, on a mushroom because why not yeah um, this is quite like a philosophical pretentious conversation around who are you some great quotes in this section mm. Um, he gets angry and she gets angry and leaves he calls her back he then gets angry at her and leaves and tends to a butterfly yeah and then tells her to eat the mushrooms, completely legit, to make sure she gets bigger again. Yeah,
1: of course. She, you too would. much of
0: the mushroom ends up massive, and then like disturbs a whole bird's nest and whatever. Then ends up at the right height eventually. Eventually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then we wander through the woods a little bit more, and we find the Cheshire Cat, um, who isn't particularly helpful. Um, no, just keep disappearing and reappearing, and then tells her basically like, because which path? There's loads of different paths to go. Yeah. On. And he's like, oh, you go this way or that way. But if you wanted to find the White Rabbit, I'd go and chat to the Mad Hatter and the March Hare. And she's like, okay, cool. So she goes down this path, this tea party, where there's the Mad Hatter, the March Hare, and the Dormouse, who, if it wasn't a Disney film, you'd assume they were all drunk. And I still assume they're all drunk. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But like. (laughs) bizarre scene they're singing about on birthdays and alice can't get an answer of any of them never gets a cup of tea which is really really sad um yeah. and the white rabbit shows up they trash his pocket watch for some reason i know it's, it's so hard tragic that bit it's really sad <laughs> it looks like a really nice watch as yeah. well yeah um and then they literally throw the white rabbit out of the party thinking they're being helpful so alice runs after him and obviously loses him again. And then she's like, that's it. This is, this white rabbit is not worth the problem. Mm. I'm going home.
1: Finally realised.
0: Well, yeah, it's a bit late though, isn't it? Because she does know yeah. which way to go. Because it's just <laughs> this forest full of, like, birds, like, glasses. And, like, birds, like, shovels. It's the most bizarre forest Very in the world. Very bizarre. called Tulgee Wood. Mm. She basically gets lost. And then just, as classic Disney, like, feminine hero sits on a rock and cries (laughs)
1: yeah yeah very classic just
0: to hope that someone will find her um she's like maybe if i sit here someone will find me but then again no one knows where i am (laughs) yeah "Mm." (laughs) so then the cheshire cat appears he's like do you know what here's a shortcut you can go and find the queen and she could probably help you Mm. biggest lie in the whole thing so he he, stirs opens, the pot. he does. He is a, a, a <laughs> I'm going to swear then, but he is like a pot starer. He is. <laughs> um, he opens a door in a tree that leads to this beautiful palace and a hedge maze, and that's where the Queen of Hearts lives. She meets some playing cards who are painting the roses red and she's like, what's this for? And they're like, well, the queen is a bit off her head and she likes red roses and we've planted white ones so it's completely normal for us to paint them red and hope she won't notice. And Alice is like, cool, I'll help! She, <laughs> she just kept, doesn't care, does she? She completely forgot about her, her plan to go home, clearly. because she's like, Then oh, she joins in with the song like, I'm painting the roses red <laughs> Stranger Danger people is not considered in this film. No, no. She could have been kidnapped so many times. She
1: could have died a hundred times. I <laughs> think she's eating and drinking. I mean
0: <laughs> So true. Um and they're kind of worried that if anyone finds out about this, this painting, they're gonna get beheaded, because that's what this queen is famous for. <laughs> and the little rabbit appears and he's like, ah, oh, the Queen's coming. Um and we meet the Queen, her many many packs of cards as, as her guards and the teeny tiny king who is completely <laughs> irrelevant the poor fellow
1: yeah then they play so.
0: croquet um after she should behead someone not on screen but someone gets beheaded be headed for the roses and then she's like mm. oh alice is a little girl she shouts to her a lot and then it's like should we play croquet and alice is like okay cool <laughs> they play croquet and the queen cheats to win and then alice ends up in court <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> because like jeshire cat appears and again is winding up the the queen mm-hmm. and the cat is never seen by the queen so the queen thinks it's alice's fault she's like off with her head and the king's like please maybe have a trial please
1: <laughs> surprise he's listened to to be honest
0: um, yeah yeah that is true yeah because he's never listened to any other time is he no um, and then it then, then it's the most bizarre trial where Alice just kind of stands there while the Mad Hatter, the March Hare, and the Dormouse bring a fork evidence though they weren't even there. Yeah,
1: what use they?
0: Then they all celebrate the Queen's on birthday. <laughs> then the Cheshire Cat comes back and causes more problems, and Alice is like, "Oh, I've got those like magic mushrooms in my pocket. I might just have a bite of one of those yeah, and see why if that can help." So then she grows massive, scares the queen, but then she shrinks back too soon. So then, classic queen behavior is like off with her head. So mm. then the film ends <laughs> as we all race back through Wonderland, through different parts of Wonderland, in a pretty like hazy, trippy sequence. To yeah, be honest. yeah. Um, and then Alice gets back to this doorknob, and she's like, "Let me out, let me out." And the doorknob's like, uh, "You're already out there." And she can see herself in the in the yes. world asleep. Um, and then she ends up like saying let me out let me out alice wake up and then that kind of fizzles into her sister telling her to wake up and then her sister asks her to recite something she recites what the caterpillar told her yeah Sister's like oh for god's sake alice let's go in and have tea and that's the end
1: yeah it's quite a swift ending after all of the build-up after all of
0: the chaos in those last 20 minutes as well i'll just be like especially she goes Oh, never mind it's tea time
1: <laughs> i know it's like after all
0: that <laughs> I know. so that's a that's a general plot summary there's yeah. far more to it than that but that's your quick one yeah um, the film was released um on the 26th of july in 1951 in the uk for the first time and um, it was made under the direct supervision of walt disney himself Mm-hmm. Um the film and its animation are often regarded as some of the most like some of the finest work in Disney animation history. Um even though and I'm sure Rosie will tell us in a second, there was like the initial reviews were quite hostile and lackluster, mm-hmm. particularly in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um and Even those that made the film, including what Disney himself, weren't massive fans of it when they made it, which is really sad. So um, sad, yeah, you can't your work, people. yeah, it's really good. <laughs> um, and then it kind of regained popularity 20 years later in the 1970s, usually, the whole like drug culture fandom at mm. the time. So it was actually re released in 1974 and then again in 1981. Um, and kind of since then, it's kind of a bit like with Nightmare Before Christmas, it's kind of been re appreciated after yeah. this time, yeah. Um, so if you want to hear more about that, head to a Halloween episode. <laughs> um, yeah. But this is this classic pattern, really, I'd say, in these older films where they're kind of not as appreciated as much at the time. Yeah. Um, or they're appreciated in different ways. And then later on, people are like, this is actually quite a good film. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is weird because you don't think of that happening. But no. yeah, it's re-released and then it's kind of continued to be one of the most, like, more popular Disney films. Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of, like, quite iconic um, because mm. of its tie to, like, Lewis Carroll stories and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and some people claim that it's, like, one of the best kind of, like, like disney f- like films ever or like stuff like that mm. so but there is kind of some then contention around people because it's an adaptation of the book yeah some people are like is it a good enough adaptation of the book yeah so it's one of those films Classic that a lot of around it yeah yeah so i'm interested to hear about the critics
1: yeah so in terms of like scores then so this film's got 7.4 out of 10
0: Oh, well, that's quite IMGb. good. To be fair, that
1: is quite good considering like it's an old film, and as we know, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes these films get overhyped, like Snow yeah. White. <laughs> oh, so that's yeah. quite decent, I would say that score actually. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that's you know based on like loads of time has passed, all those yeah. reviews can be like old and new. And Ross and Smart, so as the critics are given it eighty-one percent. Oh,
0: see that um, these are like fair scores to be fair. Yeah, like, yeah. They're not overhyped and then, but they're not like underappreciated. Yeah,
1: and obviously being a cult classic as well, you expect, like higher. Yeah. And then the audience have given it a 78%. So they're not far off what the critics mm. have given it. So very similar. Like it seems to be like quite in line at this stage, yeah. um, with like what people think of the film overall. So from the scores, it's like a positive, like people enjoy this film. Yeah. Um, and it was actually nominated for best music um at the Oscars. Yeah, it won, uh,
0: didn't it? No, it didn't win.
1: It didn't win.
0: I thought it won best animated score.
1: No, it was uh, beaten by let me find it. It lost to an American in Paris. Um, oh. So it lost the score um, for the Amer- an American in Paris beat at Alice in Wonderland for that award.
0: Oh, I see.
1: Yeah. Um, you'd think, though, that this would have won, to be honest.
0: That's weird, because I thought I'd read something before about it winning, but clearly that site was inaccurate. So mm. that's, so- well, poor information oh. that I've found.
1: Well, unless... Listeners, let us know in case <laughs> in case yeah. my, my facts are incorrect. Um, <laughs> but yes, it was definitely nominated for it. Um, but yeah, it, that was pretty much like the only award it was actually nominated for, which that's, kind of surprises bizarre. me. Especially when like we've just said, like what like the following it's yeah. got now. And like I think it's surprising because like obviously fantasia had a lot mm-hmm. of nominations because it was very unique. And I feel like this is the same sort of thing, it's very unique. So yeah. you'd think it would have got awards by default. By being like a unique film, a bit different, yeah. but no, just just that one. Um, obviously, still a great achievement. Yeah. But, um. So that's that's the only one. Wow. And then in terms of like reception, so the film was actually initially considered a disappointment, mm. um, because they actually lost some money from the film that oh, was wow. first released at the time. Um. So then Disney decided, um, to actually show it on the TV on television, um, as one of the first episodes of his TV series called Disneyland. And oh. it proved to be very successful in this television series. And then was eventually, as you said, re-released into the theatres, which proved to be massively successful. And that's mm-hmm. really when the success kind of kicked off for this film. Yeah. So the initial release, it was quite underwhelming. It didn't do very well. They were in debt from it. Um, They didn't they didn't make profit, basically, easy. from this film. Yeah. Um, the film became even more successful, which I think is very obvious through merchandising. I mean, the yeah, merchandise the merch for this, for this, this film... Everywhere. And especially because you've got the fact that it is uh, based on a book as well, a very popular classic book. The merch is quite accessible to everyone as well. Even if you're not like a Disney fan, you might have heard of Alice in Wonderland or maybe one of your favourite books. Yeah. So I think that's helped. Um, So and also while the film was critically like panned on its initial release in terms of being different. Um, it's it's since been regarded as one of Disney's greatest animated classics, like you said, uh, and notably one of the biggest cult classics in the yeah. animation medium, oh, wow. um, and also regarded as the best adaptation of Alice, which is interesting. Interesting. Mm. And then, but also, on the other hand, it was met with great criticism uh, from Carol fans, so it was Carol fans, mm. because. Uh, as well as from British film um, and literary critics as well, because they accuse Disney of Americanizing a great work of English literature. So oh, there are people that are very defensive and say that they've Americanized it. There's not enough British references to it. They've they've skipped a lot of is things in you? the book. I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yes. So I, I think like um, there is a lot of British criticism from. Wow seemingly very insecure people i mean come on like yeah. <laughs> there's tea in this film it's very british um,
0: yeah, i think people are annoyed right it because the original illustrator wasn't yes, involved. yeah involved and they were like yeah. he must be involved and it's like yeah. well, no no because
1: it it's an adaptation that's the thing yeah. people have to remember like it's based on the book but adaptation is better when it's not completely the same as yeah. the book like we've seen this with like the live action releases of Disney films. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the ones that try and completely replicate the original aren't as good as the ones that add additional things in or change the story or add another story yeah. to it. They're always better. So, yeah, it's got quite like mixed reception. Um, Like from, from the time it wasn't, it didn't do very well, but it was also regarded as a very unique thing. And then obviously since then, it's now built this momentum and it's regarded as one of the best animated Films,
0: yeah. It's so funny how Walt Disney was like. Apparently, he was like afterwards was like, "I never wanted to make that film." And that was such a lie because he he started the development. Like he was, yeah, always wanted to make that animation of of that or make the film of it. Um. I just, it's like you know be proud of what you've done honestly like, and
1: and the thing is it took them years because they kept pushing yeah. it back he so was like yeah we'll release it this year they didn't do it but they kept pushing it back and it got pushed back for various reasons due to the war as well because it's yeah. supposed to release like and then they years did it before. alongside
0: the same time as Cinderella didn't they as yeah. Well. So, yeah yeah
1: like the animators were very much like on and off with this film yeah. it, so like, it was all over the place so you'd think like come on you finally did it and it's really good like be, be, proud, be proud of it. it
0: yeah
1: so that was like the reception but like in terms of reviews um, so a critic from The Empire magazine said that 50 years on, the movie is clearly due a reappraisal. It's colourful, fun, and as surreal as Disney is ever likely to get. This isn't as good as the books, but works a cute introduction to them.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I don't know how I feel about cute as well. I don't like the use of that word for it. It's a bit patronising, I feel.
0: And the thing is, if you're going to give a child one of the Lewis Carroll books, I, I, I only read them. I read these Alice in Wonderland books when I was... Like nineteen twenty. Okay. Um. But when I actually sat down and read them properly, yeah, yeah, and they're quite hard to read. They are, yeah. The language that he uses is quite complex. So, yeah, it might have maybe suited children in his era, but in today's era, if you sat down like a 7 year old with that book, there's no way they could read that. No,
1: you have to be a really avid reader because, like, I, I think I must have been given it for a Christmas present one year, and I was, I reckon, I was about ten, I think. And I read it, and I loved it. But I was very into reading and yeah. language. Obviously, I did a degree in it, so yeah. that's very specific. Though, like you're right, especially in today's age when you've got all like digital things as well, are yeah. people really going to sit philosophical down? Philosophical,
0: as well, like yeah. the meanings behind things and like the riddles and the stories. Like mm. not every child is going to understand or appreciate that. So no. it's to turn around and say like it's not as good as the book. Actually, it's just different. It's a different, different yeah. way to make his writing accessible because the books. As wonderful as they are, they're not accessible to everybody. No,
1: they're not. And also, like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I do get a bit annoyed when people constantly compare a book and a film yeah. a- a- adaptation. They're completely different things. Yeah, yeah. If it's like, it has
0: gone completely out, like, I've had book adaptations that mm. have been horrendous. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, this is just, you've missed a whole tone yeah. of the story that does happen yeah but i think what people get annoyed when they're like oh they missed out this teeny tiny phrase that was said like mm. on page station 62 like you can't it's two different mediums
1: yeah and they're never gonna be able to please everyone no. as well with these sort of things no. um and also i just i don't like the way they've said cute introduction no no <laughs> but anyway <clears throat> moving on so a critic from radio time said it's not among the studio's best but it's certainly well worth watching
0: I wouldn't, say it's, I wouldn't say it's not one of the best
1: no like it's not like like spoiler it's not one of my favorite like top like 5 mm. disney films but i think it is one of their best films because it's so unique yeah. like it's uh, there really isn't anything else you can compare, compare no. to it obviously other than the live a- uh, action adaptations of it yeah um uh, yeah i don't know like well worth watching implies it's like a, a like adequate film yeah yeah you know like so yeah Um, And then this is a review from The Time, uh, from a critic, which I think we've mentioned before. He's called Bosley Crowver from the New York York Times. And he went to the premiere in um, America. um, Mm. So obviously after the London premiere. And he said, if you are high on Disney whimsy, and if you'll take it somewhat slow and and, and an even pace, you should find this picture entertaining. A few of the episodes are dandy, such as the mad tea party and the, the caucus race
0: yeah is that what it's um, called i think that's the dodo bit i think
1: right the music is tuneful and sugary and the color is excellent watching this picture is something like nibbling those wafers that alice eats (laughs) (laughs) i quite like that that's quite a fair description of it especially like so that obviously that's from 1951 as well um so it's good that like he could see like the humorous side to the film as well
0: yeah
1: um and then in Time Out magazine, they said that Disney's frantic take on Lewis Carroll may lack much of the book's charm, but it does contain one of the greatest proto psychedelic sequences in cinema a dazzling, disturbing explosion of color and sound. Mm, yeah. Say, I,
0: yeah. I wouldn't say that it lacks the charm. i, I No. I think that the characters are, I think Alice is actually quite endearing. I'll talk about that later. Yeah. Like, I think. I think they're right mostly about the same but i don't get all this thing about like it seems to be lacking something i don't know it's weird how that seems to be like a running theme
1: Mm, yeah it seems to be something that gets pointed out quite a lot and i think that's the thing i think that's what lets the reviews down like with the scores and stuff is people Mm. like filling up all of their issues because it's not what they want from the book so yeah that's interesting and then lastly from the chicago reader they said that what's really disappointing is the undistinguished animation the film looks and plays more like the disney shorts than the disney features that's interesting because yeah. like the film is made up of like obviously distinguishable sequences yeah. but it's not i don't really understand the animation side of that argument because i, I feel like the animation in this film is great yeah and they're making it almost seem like they kind of rushed it because it's like an episodic thing i don't know yeah
0: i don't think i think i think if you're not used to watching episo- episodic films yeah it would feel more like a shot because it's only an hour and 20 minutes so yeah actually, like, as a film it's quite short but yeah i don't think anything kind of suffers because of that no i just think it's just a different style
1: yeah it is yeah um so that's the critics reviews and then some audience reviews um so someone said that the stars of the show are undoubtedly the set of characters and the imaginative ideas such as the mad hatter and the cheshire cat and the smoking caterpillar and the queen of hearts who are all legendary the animation is good and by using bright colors the film always seems otherworldly and fascinating Mm. yeah i think that's the key thing to take away from that is it is like you've been plunged into a completely different world and like they create that so well with these like otherworldly characters and like the Mm. colors you wouldn't normally see and like i think they do that really really well yeah i agree um so and yeah the the characters are iconic i think they're just they're so memorable the characters yeah and
0: and the fact that there's so many of them it can yeah quite easy for them to have not been as memorable but yeah that's not the case
1: yeah that's, that's so true some of them you can you can forget in some films can't you but this mm-hmm. one you remember them all quite equally um so then another uh audience member said the film is enjoyable almost all the way through it lacks a truly cohesive narrative and can be a bit repetitive but it's a solid animated adventure with some great visuals um
0: yes but i think they've missed the point of the film
1: well because yeah you're right the Their point narrative isn't is the
0: point. it's chaos yeah. anyway
1: how can you have a narrative with something like this when it's almost like you don't Alice doesn't know what she's about to do, therefore, no, when you're watching point. it, that's you don't know what she's doing. like, where do
0: you want to go? And it doesn't matter It's like, well, yeah. it no, doesn't matter which way you're going, yeah. does it? So that's nothing's, the whole point of
1: the film. Nothing's planned here. This is all happening yeah. as it's happening. And that's the impression the film gives off, which is why it's so effective. Because you're taken on a journey. It's almost like you are Alice, because you don't know what decision she's about to make next. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. They've missed. I think they've missed the point um, of the film, really. Yeah. Um, and so then we said, someone else said that this film is filled with plenty of fun and quotable lines. I find that I quote fun lines from this film more than any other Disney film. Yeah,
0: I do love yeah. the quotes in this film. Yeah. I know that's so, a testament to the book as well. Yeah, definitely.
1: But there's so many quotes for this film that are just, mm-hmm. are just so clever, so witty, or just so memorable, like from um, the characters that have said them. And then lastly, someone said that Wonderland is the essence of what it is to be a child, to have an imagination, to bask in complete and utter nonsense, to revel in the chaos of dreams. At its roots, this is a fantastical celebration of nonsense. They understand this film. They like, do. They do. <laughs> that's what we're looking for. Like, it is meant to be nonsense. Like, Alice is literally saying, that she craves nonsense like in the beginning of the, the film. Like she yeah. she wants that. Yeah. Obviously then regrets her choices.
0: She has that quote that she's like, if I had my in my own world, everything would be nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so, the whole
1: point. <laughs> yeah. So that's what she wants it to be. But there's they're so right. Like it is about like imagination, because you can tell it's a child's imagination that's that's like
0: yeah.
1: um spurring this story on with what you're seeing and everything like that. So yeah, and obviously, like, there's lots of interpretations as to, you know, like, is it a dream? Is she under the influence? All of these different interpretations. Well,
0: we we ask that question later. Um, yeah, around that because that is the whole thing. There's so many questions around this film.
1: Yeah, yes, which is good. That's it's a sign of a good film. Obviously, again, based on the book, but it's good that you're you're not a hundred percent sure, like, what exactly like has happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like regarded as a very uh good film, but there are people that have issues with it because of the book mm. um which is a shame because i do think you should view it in its own right really yeah. um obviously you have to bring it back to the book sometimes but it
0: is a film it in its own right always be compared back to the book yeah like it, like it should be allowed to have its own successes and failings regardless of the book too yeah yeah especially because so many of these films that disney make are based obviously based on like classic fairy tales mm. and, you know cinderella didn't cut off you know the sepsis didn't cut off the heels that wasn't accurate to the book but like that wasn't relevant for the audience when you're adapting a book for an audience Mm. you have to look at what are they going to appreciate what they're going to enjoy and at this time it obviously was mainly towards children as well so it has to be accessible to kids hence the colour etc so
1: yeah exactly and that'll be why there's not some lines in there that people are missing because those lines are too confusing that children aren't going to understand what that character is saying so they won't laugh at it or appreciate it so yeah they've had to really fit their audience, which, like you said, is mainly kids for this. Singular. I think it's
0: weird that there isn't like a universal opinion on this film, and that's really Yeah, yeah. For a film that in my head, before we did this episode, I thought everyone just would like, um, mm. because it is like so iconic, it is so like well-known as a Disney, film. Like, I, it just, it confuses me really, that, sorry, surprises me instead, mm. that it's not a universal opinion. But yeah, yeah. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Yes, and that brings on City fun fact number two. So both Lewis Carroll books, um, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass inspired this classic film. The iconic characters Tweedledee and Tweedledum are actually characters from Through the Looking Glass rather than from Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Um, so, they kind of combined these two books and they they, they they kind of took parts from different sections um, and popped them into, like, the one film, which is interesting. Because I remember feeling that when I read the books for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, where's Tweedledee and Tweedledum? Yeah, yeah. Into the second film. Um, and I watched, like, another version of this this film. Like, my nan had, like, on VHS tape when we mm. were younger. It wasn't Disney one, and it was Alice to the Looking Glass and Twiddle and Tweedledee were on that one. Um, and obviously then there's other parts of this that are taken from, like, the poems and, and the Lewis Carroll's mm. poems and the other books. They then kind of inform the later adaptations of, like, the, the sequel in a very common book, because yeah. they're sequels, aren't they? Um, yeah. Because Alice goes back when she's, like, 19 in the live-action one. So, but, yeah. They are kind of, like, blending together for this one film.
1: Hmm. It's interesting. I think a lot of people wouldn't realise that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think when you go to read the books, like I said, I read the books after seeing the film, it's weird to read the books and realise, actually, like, they are split up. You need to see characters in there that aren't in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, also, just a fun fact before we move on. Oh, I see. Just because I feel like the world needs to know. It's just it's really just about my life. Um, <laughs> my, my old dentist um, was one of Lewis Carroll's houses that I used to go to it was, wow. it was one of his old the houses
0: yeah like yeah the, yeah the no no no
1: <laughs> no my dentist like um yeah building wow one of his houses so, so what cool. they've done is they put loads of like Alice in Wonderland themed stuff around the dentist's like so reception cool. and like the guest waiting area like so yeah it's really cool just thought it was a fun it fact very...
0: yeah, yeah it is probably it's another reason why I love it
1: hmm yeah um so then that brings us on them to so our thoughts on the film for both in its time and the film overall so we'll start with in its time yes. so what did you think like what do you think in terms of like the film for the time it was released back in 1951 gosh that's a while ago
0: isn't it i know it is um no, i think this film's animation that's where i kind of want to start is a mm. massive jump forward from Cinderella.
1: yeah yeah i agree
0: i I think the animations would stand up to the animation of today. I
1: agree with that, yeah.
0: When I was watching it, obviously because we're kind of watching them now like in sequence, mm. it's um, when noticing those changes between the films more. I I can't believe how good the animation was. I know. Um, with one year difference. Yeah. It's the colour is insane. The definitions around the characters and the and the um the scenery is amazing. Yeah. That's the big sign for me, is the animation in this film. For its time, I was in shock at how good it is. Um, Obviously, it's it's still hand-drawn animation, but for me, Alice looks exactly like she could have been computer-animated. Yeah, definitely. I think it's incredible how all the characters are so different. The way that the Cheshire Cat animates in and out I just think it's amazing. I know, so clever. And we've not seen anything like this, really. I mean, Fantasia may have had some bits. I don't really remember because I tuned out quite a lot in that film. Yeah. But those elements of things like kind of disappearing and changing and winding in and winding out, mm. that complicated animation that obviously we would, take a, we would take for granted today. Yeah. But it's not just a character walking on a screen. I read something when I was researching for this episode, and it was talking about um, how there's the multiple number of subjects on a screen in this animation compared yeah. to something like Cinderella where it might be like one or two people in, in, mm. in focus and everything else has kind of been like drawn as like weird little people in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like when you look at that scene where the Queen of Hearts arrives with her cards, mm. the amount of animations going on at that point, the same as like the Mad Hatter, Mad Hatter has tea party and all the different teacups and and the, the chaos. I just think it's incredible for its time, to be honest. Yeah. I can't believe this was like 70 years ago. The animation's beautiful, it's stunning. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I kind of understand why people didn't get it at the time because I think when you look at the way that it is it is episodic, it hasn't got, like, a clear narrative in, in red commas with the, fact that mm. the narrative doesn't drive the plot and moral does. Mm. And that's obviously been quite new for that time, I would assume, because none of the other Disney films have had that. They've all been... In, Apart from fantasia yeah um, like i know like pinocchio's narrative was wobbly but it yeah was, it was yeah. technically there um even though we you know we didn't really appreciate that it mm, was there no we <laughs> um, were like mm, is it there though but i feel like this one that's on purpose it, there isn't yeah. one there so i imagine that for lots of people that was hard to get your head around yeah whereas now we're so used to films that move time back and forward we're used mm. to films that have flashbacks or you know zippers through time all over the place yeah so i think as today's viewers we're far more used to being able to watch that so i wonder if that maybe had an yeah. impact um because it wasn't a linear narrative um, yeah
1: that's so true
0: yeah i wonder if that was maybe part of it especially the animation you maybe wouldn't have expected animation to have like such a kind of advanced approach mm. on time and and narrative um, yeah. structure um, especially for kids, people might be like, "My kid's confused," and actually, the adults are confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I mean my 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 is quite simple because I think it's quite it's not a controversial film. No. I don't think. Apologies if anyone's offended by the film, but when you watch it, you don't think, "Oh, that wouldn't get that wouldn't pass today." Like in some of the other films that we've watched, we've been mm. like, "Oh, you couldn't get away with saying that." That jumbo, oh, for that. example. Well, yeah. Um, I don't think that that's as. I don't think that kind of happens in this one because it is so removed from our current yeah. life. It's like a completely yeah. really different world. It's, they're all kind of made up creatures. Alice is really the only human for most of the film. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I think it's pretty amazing for its time, to be honest. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's, that's me. I know we kind of, we look later on at the idea of like drugs and stuff, but like... I think that's kind of the people kind of maybe placed onto it. Like I, yeah. I know, I know there's lots of like analysis around you know drugs, analysis in Lewis Carroll's work and whatever. Mm. But I think this is a film that gets kind of pl- things plastered over it over and over again. Of yeah. Like different interpretations. Yeah. So people will say it's about Freud. Some people will say it's about mm. drugs. Some people say it's about like mental health. So like it's the kind of film I think that allows it lends itself easily to different adaptations and and interpretations Um, yeah but i think when you strip all of that back and just look at the film as is yeah especially this adaptation because it's for children yeah (laughs) Um, yeah i just think it's it's a beautiful film about trying to find who you are trust who you are Um, and i think the morals in the film are really really important Um, and i think it approaches kind of children's morals in a great way as well yeah i love this film i've talked enough now about why. i think (laughs) what do you think
1: yeah no i completely agree um, with everything you just said because I think that that was what hit me the most as well the animation like I literally clicked play yeah. and already the opening credits which are always so beautiful with the original films mm. like the classics because you get them at the oh, beginning yeah, rather at the end. and the fact that what hit me straight away was I could already tell like with the opening credits at least it was hand-drawn animation <sighs> which was beautiful hand-drawn animation though like it was so detailed yeah. and I was just thinking like the amount of effort and time that's gone mm-hmm. into that just, just the opening credits, the amount of time that's gone into that alone. And obviously that's the first thing you see So it's very important yeah. for them to be attractive and appealing set to, to someone. Yeah, for the film, definitely. So I was already very impressed because I was like, this is perfect. It's very storybook style. Yeah. and Obviously it's based on a book. So that, that's great because it's mm-hmm. like showing you you're in for like a story. And yeah, it just... It really took me aback like when I realized how stunning the animation was because I was thinking like obviously these things get remastered every now and yeah. then. So like it'll be a little bit better than it obviously
0: was. Obviously, we've seen the previous films yeah. in Disney Plus Two. So yeah. but it's not like what we're saying we watched the original animation no, version of one no, and then we've watched the updated version of this.
1: Updated somewhat. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. It's like to compare them. You're right, like there's such a massive jump between this and Cinderella. Like I agree. Like, honestly, this could have been released, like, in the 90s. Yeah. And I wouldn't have battered an eyelid. Like, it's, it just it holds up me. so well.
0: Like, it's, you know, as soon as that first scene where she's, like, by the riverbank and looking into the water. Yeah. And, like, how clear her dress is. I just, like, I her know. hair. I was like, this is so good.
1: Yeah, it's, like, the features on all of the characters as well. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just think, like, the way they've animated them, they've given them so much personality yes. alone through the animation. Obviously, the voice acting is obviously incredible as well yeah. but even if you just look at the animation you've got the idea of what that character is like yeah and I think you know in the, the previous films like you did have to kind of get more of their personality through the dialogue and things yeah. like that like the story um and I just think they've they've really painted a really clear picture of who these
0: characters are
1: the expressions on their faces and
0: stuff yeah a a, a whole level up
1: yeah completely i just feel like the whole thing has stepped up like a whole notch from from cinderella yeah and i couldn't really believe like the colors like the color palette they've obviously like completely changed because not the older films aren't colorful but they're quite neutral colors really like when you think about it even the most colorful things like bambi with the flowers it's very neutral yeah Whereas this it feels like... like it's
0: slightly faded wasn't it like there's yeah rise, yeah I mean, if you think of the previous films it's like someone's kind of like faded them a little bit which yeah. you notice until you watch this one in comparison yeah yeah watched, yeah like, the color here this this is technical
1: <laughs> it is and it's always like when you say the faded it's like someone's put a filter on yeah 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 this is actually what they would have been like and i also think like might be controversial but I think after this, there's some films where the animation is nowhere near as good as this film. And I'm intrigued as to know why there might be some context when we review those. Yeah, true. That is the reason or it might be the intended effect. But I really do think there are some films that we're coming up to now that I'm thinking, what happened with the animation? Yeah. Because like, how can you go from this? And I'm not saying it's bad. Animation I mean, that's why, why we were one. so
0: shocked, is that like mm. and we're not saying obviously the animation for this is bad, but for no. its time, yeah. It just feels like we've jumped forward like 10 years, I agree. Or, like 20 years yeah, rather it does. than a year. It's what's so yeah. bizarre. Like the, the level of detail that like you say and like, the backgrounds or the, the the individual character's face, facial yeah. for me, it's the facial expression yeah. as well. Yeah, and it like, tells the story, like you say, rather than like their, their mouth being one line that's turned yeah. upside down or the other way to tell us how they feel. Like mm. it's, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: like everyone, you can see like everyone's like properly like alive. Like if that makes sense. Like yeah. It, whereas like in the past, I feel like they've had some movement, some expression, but it's not quite. And like, it's been so
0: adventurous when you look at like yeah. the the volume of people in those scenes like in the yeah. court scene there's so many scenes so where you've many. got loads of things going on yeah the flower scenes there's people oh, left right I and center yeah the forest scene where there's like well there's like animals coming like surround her yeah there's so much going on at so many times that it could be easy as we've seen in other films mm. to mm. kind of skimp because of time yeah um, yeah the animation easily. and stuff and the thought yeah. behind it same with that court scene there's a bit where alice kind of likes from the podium and you can see the cards in the background and their faces are like active yeah,
1: they're, they're clear whereas yeah. in the
0: past that was very clear that was a drawing
1: yeah yeah so it was yeah. just there like because they they, they wanted to focus they needed on a the
0: background
1: yeah they <laughs> needed something there because otherwise it'd be glaringly obvious that something was missing yeah but like, I think there's times where I, I like at the beginning. So one of my favourite scenes in this film is actually before we're even in Wonderland. It's when Alice is laying down in the daisies. Yeah. That is so beautiful. I didn't, you know didn't
0: realise until I rewatched it yesterday how long that bit before yeah. she gets to Wonderland. Yeah. is. And it's lovely. It takes
1: a while, and I just think that's beautiful in, in its own right. Like as a short film, I I would enjoy that moment when Alice is in the daisies, like yeah. because. Again, you can see, like, the wind. You can yeah. see the daisies moving. Like, everything's so alive. It's not, like, f- like forced. It's, like, you feel like she is actually out in some grass and some daisies. Yeah. And also, I'm going to mention her once because I feel like, I don't want to keep mentioning her, but dinah the cat.
0: I knew that. Yeah, I knew you were gonna like.
1: She didn't have. They didn't have to go so hard on her animation. They didn't have to put that much effort into her, but they did, and she is beautiful. Like the animation. Yeah. Like she's so cute, and obviously we don't see her very much. But they didn't have to do that. They could have just rushed a random cat. Like, they didn't yeah. have to do that. So, I feel like, it, again, it just shows that they didn't think that anything wasn't worth putting into this film. Yeah. Like, they put effort into every single thing in this film. Like, they wanted to give quality in this film over kind of, you know, rushing things just to get it yeah. done. Um, so, yeah, the animation to me is definitely the most impressive thing. But another thing I'd say is, like, in terms of its time. So, obviously, we've just had the war. As mm-hmm. as as we've noticed of all of these films, the
0: war has been going on for a while. It has,
1: yes. We've just finished the war, and so again, I think like it's going to be like classic escapism for people mm. because they're obviously that's uh, traumatic events just happened again, um and you're going to need a bit of something yeah. to kind of you know take your thoughts of what's going on in life. And I think, I mean, obviously this is mad, but I think it's. It's definitely escapism. You're going to be curious, as is the theme of the film a lot of the time, um, because the chaos and madness of Alice's adventure is just so exciting and clearly a distraction from anyone's everyday life because you can't really relate like in the sense that you can relate to her emotions. You can't relate to her experiences because it's so removed from our everyday life. So I think it would have provided a really good escape from everyday life for people but I do agree with what you were saying before in the sense that like people may have been a bit confused by it because of the lack of narrative yeah. um which obviously is the point of the film and I was just thinking as well obviously we're used to you know like two hour films now two and a half hour yeah. films now we're quite patient when it comes That's to waiting true, actually, yeah. for, <laughs> for like payoffs in films whereas back then that probably was still a really long film for them That's true, and yeah. it, you could easily like write it off like I mean I'm not gonna lie to you the walrus scene it's questionable um <laughs> no. you could easily watch that and I write that off at that point scene. and be like what is this film I'm out of here this is too much for me funny. I could remove that from the film and be happy I'm not even gonna lie to you those clams I mean
0: oysters oy- oy- all right oysters, people,
1: oysters sorry you. sorry the oysters I just I don't it, it just doesn't need to be it's, that It's
0: because orig- it's from the book, yeah. is it? I know, like, I know. Because I always just... forget that they actually put so much of the original story into yeah. the film. Yeah. I
1: just love it. So and obviously it's part of the morals, which is, again, like...
0: Yeah, don't I, eat I, oysters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't eat your friends. Don't lure people back to your house and yeah. eat them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you were thinking that that was your plans tonight, now you know yeah. that's not allowed.
1: Stranger danger um, oh, as well. Yeah. But... Yeah, I just think, like, it would have provided escapism at the time. And if we're shocked by the animation...
0: Yeah.
1: I can't imagine what people in the audience are thinking when they saw this. That's very true. Particularly as um, a lot of cinema before this time was black and white as well. Mm. So, obviously, the Disney ones that of we've course, mentioned were yeah. necessarily. But, obviously, they, the, the first form of cinema was in black and white. So, to go through progressively into, quite, like, more brighter colours and then go straight to this... That would have been a real treat for the
0: eyes, I imagine, for them. That's very true. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I completely agree. I hadn't even thought about that, actually, because I'm obviously in my privileged colour world. Yes. <laughs> I've like 4D cinema options. So, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, that's an excellent point. So, um, yeah. I feel like we've kind of discussed, because we, ne- we normally talk, like, how do we feel about it, like, not mm. taking the context into account. Yeah, I yeah. I like we kind of co- covered that anyway. I don't kind of yeah. want to repeat stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, like, f- the only other thing I would mention is, like, the music in this film. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you realise when you watch it without actually kind of thinking the volume of music that is in this movie. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that often gets missed is that under basically every scene, there is score.
1: Yeah.
0: Every moment, there is music. And apparently, there was they wrote 30 songs for this film that were never used.
1: Wow. Um, I
0: know, it's crazy. So... I just think music as well, like looking at it without context or just as a film. Yeah, I think the musical element of it is a bit—it's often lost. I forgot mm. how many like little mm. songs are in there as well. So I think music in this film is very um, undervalued. Yeah, to me. like I—I I undervalued it. I didn't realize how much beautiful score. Mm. Is in this film and how crucial that is to the mood. I hadn't yeah. even realised because yeah. the music is that subtle and that beautiful and that relevant to the, what you see on screen. Mm-hmm. You don't even realise you're hearing it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was my kind of little extra to add onto that. Do you have anything else you just wanted to add in this section before we move on?
1: Yeah, I feel like just building what you said, like the songs as well. So obviously the score is like amazing as well, but there's like the the songs themselves, like the um, yeah. um birthday song,
0: birthday I
1: feel like song. they're so crucial to telling the story. Like yeah. I feel like the Mad Hatter scene wouldn't be the same without yeah. that song because it, it's kind of like the whole point like it's yeah. showing who those characters are and like what they feel is important and so and it just creates that tone um and it builds on the madness yeah. and chaos so yeah, yeah I, I, t- I
0: love that bit where they're like we're painting the rules yeah like, I, love I love that, that bit as well such a good like scene setter yeah um I mean a bit yeah. I would say, and to be fair it's because the C- Catherine it's going to come to me now Catherine Beaumont is the yeah. girl who plays Alice she'll be 13 in this film and I just felt quite bad for her because she's being made to sing all of these songs that are like really really high and I'm yeah. like <laughs> Hun, like it's too high for you that's my only kind of issue with the music is I was yeah. like making this 13 year old girl sing I know, I know you can sing like high notes as a child but like it's complicated music yeah, it's and they're quite, trying to make her sing it
1: quite challenging yeah. like it's not a simple uh, not simple songs like some no. of the songs because she does the ones on her own as well I'm like yeah, oh, gosh like
0: yeah like, you know the bit when she sings with the flowers and her voice yes. breaks and I like a little Ooh. laugh and I'm like
1: oh yeah that that got me that <laughs> like, <laughs> like they when kind I of build it
0: into the film which is quite clever because she's like oh yeah. excuse me but I was yeah. like poor Catherine imagine having yeah. that put in a film forever I know to I set, like, oh. that was me <laughs> that was a bit tight really to be honest yeah um yeah
1: well okay so we've kind of given our overall thoughts. yeah
0: I feel film. like with the way that one is because it's not as controversial in its topics
1: I think yeah. like
0: We've, just, we've talked, haven't we? But it's it, good.
1: It's quite, <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of blends. Yeah, we don't have to discuss as much for its time. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.
1: So. That brings us on to Disney fun fact number three then. So unlike previous animated films based on classic books, including Sleeping Beauty, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, and Pinocchio, Alice in Wonderland does not open on a storybook. Instead, the first shot is off Big Ben. Yeah, yeah. So even though like the opening credits is made to look like a book, we don't
0: jump we in don't get a physical classic storybook. Book yeah, opens. Um, because obviously like Sleeping Beauty just comes later on again, so it seems yeah. that like they. Clearly, have taken like remove the mold a bit for this film. Um, yeah, and obviously we, we've been used to kind of seeing them like kind of the classics, like fairy tales, kind of open with the book yeah. yeah that one,
1: like once upon a time. I yeah, mean, but yeah.
0: even like you know like when like, it's just like the slow zoom in on the book, yeah, it's got the title on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't have that for this one. No, the it side. just
1: goes straight in.
0: Yeah,
1: um, like, bang London. <laughs> yeah. Also, just before we move on, it's interesting that like sleeping and Beauty we mentioned there, like controversial again. But that's an example of one of the films i don't think is animated as well no. as this film and i always am so surprised that it comes after films like cinderella yeah like, i don't understand yeah. how that film isn't released before i'm hoping that when we do
0: episode i'm bearing in mind that this is after eight years after this film yeah yeah beauty i think you always think it's 59 it's just in the 50s yeah but it's it's a late it's basically like a 60s era yeah they've had a while and you, I often think of it as being one of the much earlier ones. So, mm. yeah, I agree. I'm glad you said that, because I agree. Um, <laughs> and I'm intrigued when we get to that episode. Why Why it is the way it is?
1: Yeah. Hmm. It's, yeah, it's just a bit underwhelming compared to the animation you've seen yeah. before. But, yeah, anyway, a little side note.
0: <laughs> Sorry if that offends you. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, that brings on to statement number three. We've, we've been discussing our favourite parts of the movie. And um, so... Obviously the episode is like an episodic setup for this film. Mm. So were you a fan of that? Did you enjoy that kind of like jump in between disconnected series of events as mm. there is in the book? So did you enjoy that in the film?
1: Yes, like mostly. Mostly I did. <laughs> Apart
0: from the walrus. <laughs> yeah.
1: So firstly I was like, sometimes I get like triggered back to fantasia now, whenever <laughs> there's any episodic things. I'm like, oh no. That is true. And I'm not going to lie to you. I know you're not going to agree with me. And I know it's in the book and I love the book. It's one of my favourite books of all time. But that walrus bit really, really, does scream fantasia vibes to me when it happens. I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm, I know
1: I know it's it's not bad, but in my head I'm like, I know it is relevant to story, but I'm also like it just doesn't feel as relevant or necessary to the other yeah, um no, sequences. True, yeah. So all I'm know. saying is if I had to remove one part, it would be that part. I'm sorry for Walrus fans and the carpenter. That's the other one, isn't it? It's the Walrus yeah, and the Carpenter. Just, oh, yeah. And the oysters, the oysters Know, the stupid
0: weird. oysters.
1: They're so dumb, though. Come on, like they were
0: told I, to stay where you are. Yeah, and they didn't listen. And
1: then the carpenter, how naive! I mean, the Boris is there, like quite clearly about to eat dinner, <laughs> and the carpenter is shook when he sees that he's eating them. Like, come on. So basically,
0: I felt so bad for him, him because he spent so he spent so long prepping that lovely sauce to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are they all? Yeah, and it's like, and he's like, oysters, friends, where are you? <laughs> and there's the, like empty corpse pile just next yeah. to the walrus.
1: Yeah, and then he sees that like there was a sign like saying like special of the yeah. day and it has oysters on it. I can't, I can't. So it's funny. I, I'll admit it is funny, but I'm just saying if I had to remove one thing, it'll be fine. Bad. That's fine. But I, other than that, I do really appreciate it because I think it, it tells the overarching story really well so it's not episodic in the sense that it doesn't all blend together which I like I like episodic films when they all build towards the same sort of story or the same goal which I think this definitely does that and obviously like the, the, the thing that's consistent throughout until we get to the point where she stops is she's chasing the white rabbit mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think it's yeah, is a narrative. Or... yeah there is a there is the rabbit's the overarching narrative <laughs> he's like the signpost to, oh, we've moved on to the next segment, in my opinion. Like I'm it's like a oh,
0: Dora Explorer episode. Is. Of this yeah she's got one goal things keep pulling her off her path yeah
1: so true so true yeah because she you know her goal is simple really Mm. it's not she's not asking her much like she wants to find this rabbit she
0: thinks there's a party going on and that's what she wants to do yeah
1: she's got fomo she's (laughs) missing out on something that's what it is and then she just keeps getting distracted and Mm -hmm. obviously that's perfect representation of a a child because children do as soon as they see something new and exciting they're like oh let's abandon this toy let's go play (laughs) with this toy it's like that so mm-hmm. um I think segments work really really well Mm -hmm. and i think they help in building alice's character very nicely because they all bring different things to the table they all bring different kind of morals um and it helps give the other characters more attention as well it's nice that they've got their own isolated segments for the most part Obviously, was the cheshire Cat reappears as well Mm. um white rabbits like basically constant throughout the whole thing but like it's nice because they all like a little focal point in the film to kind of show us who they are why they're there Um, what they're going to you know what influence they're going to have over Alice and what the point of their existence is basically so I think it works really well in this film I don't agree with people that say that the pace isn't there because again like we've said before you've missed the point Mm. the whole point is it's nonsense so it doesn't make sense Alice didn't even really know what she was doing when she followed this rabbit she didn't she didn't know she was going to be eating some random cake and drinking out of a bottle which absolutely I would not have done myself um but then again I not
0: really have much choice
1: no it's (laughs) true it's true but it's also like you kind of question yourself and think why did I go down this rabbit hole Mm. like look at what I've done here my first response to that would be let's try and get home now let's stop yeah, you would habit. be
0: like right everyone, one stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've I'm come like, too far we've made a mistake yeah. turn around
1: literally I'd try climbing up that rabbit hole honestly like I'd try and get up I'd be because... like, but Rosie
0: look there's a door like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like that's great there's a door I'm done I'm going back <laughs> you're <laughs> you like home. clawing
0: at the <laughs> rabbit hole like let yeah. me out <laughs> I'd be like Diana can you, can you bring me back this? send me a rope <laughs> <laughs>
1: So but yeah so like I do I really I really like the episodic setup of the film I think it works really well I don't have any issues with pacing and I think you often get kind of like specific dialogue sequences within each segment and songs obviously mm-hmm. some songs yeah. are within specific segments so I think it builds the story really well and um definitely creates the the kind of chaotic tone that is intended for this mm-hmm. story and I think it's quite nice that you're kind of watching something and you're thinking like what is
0: i have story. no idea what's
1: coming yeah <laughs> where is this going because like tweedle dumb and tweedle D i'm there like i'm not gonna lie they annoy me a little bit i know that sounds oh, yeah. no, bad, they are annoying. but they really annoy me and
0: no um, means no
1: <laughs> yeah because i'm like mm, this is a bit she's a young girl a bit um, story. <laughs> so like there's, yeah there's like parts where you know i'm like where where is this going obviously i've seen it loads of times but if i was watching it for the first mm. time you are thinking like where is this going what is she gonna do because like the rabbit keeps running off and mm-hmm. so you're kind of wondering i think it creates like an intrigue as to what what's kind of going to happen in the end
0: yeah.
1: um so yeah that's stuff i think i think it works pretty well uh, unlike fantasia see oh. episode is oh. it 11
0: I, I don't know i don't know that was
1: a really I, random ballpark number
0: <laughs> to be honest i mean i'm just tr- if, if if you fancy a, a, a kind of an absolute belting of a disney film um, mm. by us feel mm. free i can't it's, remember actually which, which episode it is it's,
1: it will be a funny episode i know that much it's because... a fun
0: one to listen to because yeah. we were um shook
1: <laughs> yeah to be uh, like you,
0: you were close episode oh. 10
1: oh so close you're very close can you believe that was a year ago i know i was just thinking that because in my head i was like that must have been like november last year so that's that's crazy um there you go yeah but yeah they're my thoughts on it (laughs) what are your thoughts on the episodic
0: i agree with everything that you've just said um i love it my only i guess kind of the pacing part i could identify even though Mm -hmm. i really like it is the bit from when she falls on the rabbit hole to the flowers? I think mm, once you get okay. to the flowers, the story probably kicks in. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Get that because you've hole. got the whole path element of it. Yeah, I think the dodo. Actually, to be fair, no. From the house where she goes into the white rabbit's house, and we connect with him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From then on, yeah. we're like, okay, we're in, we're in the path. We know, like, we're on, we're yeah, on the journey. Yeah. I feel like from the bit with like the crying and the tears and like the door and whatever. I feel like from there up until house mm. i can maybe get a, like i feel like it's a bit of a slow element in there yeah they don't connect as well yeah um yeah i see that people are just rambling a little bit mm. <laughs> um like i was like you know i love that i like i love those sections because i love the book and i love yeah. they made it in there with, like the, the the dodo and she's like why are we running around this makes no sense <laughs> Um, and obviously the bit with Tweedledum and Tweedledee and then the whole like carpenter bit but you kind of forget when you're watching the carpenter and the walrus bit that you're watching Alice in Wonderland
1: <laughs> that's what I mean it doesn't yeah. fit in I know it's from the book but for me it doesn't fit and that's why I'd remove it <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but like I mean I still like I like it I like obviously it's part of Tweedledum and Tweedledee's characters is their story yeah yeah character. but I yeah. think if you're gonna look at pacing and the episodic elements I just think those bits don't work as well pacing-wise as the rest of them do through the forest. But that's just, mm-hmm. that's just so I can mm-hmm. kind of get that element of it. I don't yeah. really mind it, but it is a bit slow, I think. In that yeah, yeah, too. yeah. But yeah. I think it works really well. I think you're right. It gives each character a chance to shine. It, it really, like, fully envelops you in this kind of other world, other place. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. I'm not going to repeat what you said, because I agree with everything that you said. I <laughs> that's in, so I know, I really enjoy it. I think, like, the path element and that kind of, like, journey, like even though you kind of you don't know where you're going, but you know you're going on a journey.
1: Mm, And that's uh why I've kind
0: of argued with some of those reviews before, is that Alice does, there is a narrative, there is a winding element in the fact that her goal is to A, follow the white rabbit. Yeah. And then obviously to go home. Yeah they're very clear objectives mm. it's just that, as, well, as with any film you can take any film in the world and say their objective is this but the whole point of a film is that you're pulled away from the initial objective yeah. to make it interesting i was gonna
1: say otherwise it's really boring going from mm. a to b like that's the
0: film will be like five minutes long yeah <laughs> i think like people just because it is slightly different to the way that you would normally do it and it's a bit more nonsensical mm-hmm. people are like oh well it's you know there's, there's no narrative there is you yeah a narrative that you want there to be yeah um, but no I really like it I think the episodic element of this is far more thought out than Fantasia because it is a joining thread between it all yeah I love it I, just I think
1: agree it's
0: great. and like mm-hmm. you say it kind of builds and the more you kind of learn and the characters reappear in other segments in it you really get a sense of this this other world this other community as well and their yeah. rules and and the way that this place works um. So yeah, I am a fan of the mm. of nature. So mm. do you have a favourite segment and do you think that's informed by your favourite characters? Or are they just so, things?
1: <laughs> so mine's separate. <laughs> of
0: course <laughs> it is.
1: I, I have of class, I have to be this way. My <laughs> my favourite segment is probably really random, but I love the flower segment.
0: I knew you were going to say this. This
1: is my favourite one. I just absolutely love it. Like I love like I know everything can talk, but there's something amazing <laughs> about flowers talking. Yeah, and like having like a bit of sass. Like because mm. they are quite sassy. This flower. They're
0: rude, group. to be fair. Yeah, so yeah, they are sassy. Yeah. yeah.
1: But they've got, like, so much character. And again, they like, have. there's a lot of attention to detail within the animation with the flowers. Mm-hmm. And I do really enjoy, like, the song, like, within yeah. this, this segment. I, I think it's I think it's good. And I just think it's so funny when they think she's a weed because they can't identify <laughs> what <laughs> flower she it's is. When they call
0: her, she, they're like, this is a... a they give it, like, a, the official name, don't yeah. they? And yeah, yeah. And they're, like, otherwise known as a weed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, yeah, they are kind of basically, like... I don't know they're being a bit patronizing and a bit like dismissive but like she's her. white
0: trash Is kind of the yeah, equivalent much. isn't
1: it yeah but for some reason I just think for me like it's such a creative yeah. scene and such a creative thing to do to have these flowers sing and obviously like I think I liked it again because she asked for this because she was saying before she goes into Wonderland about how she'd love to like hear like flowers yeah. and like see so I love that I yeah because she... doesn't she
0: say like if only flowers could talk? Or something yeah, like that. And it's yeah, like, Haha, they it. can.
1: Yeah, and it's like she's actually seeing what she's asked for and realizing sometimes what you think will be amazing yeah. isn't what you thought it was going to be because she essentially gets bullied by these flowers. Well, it, and I, I
0: mean, that's the whole film—is it it's just yeah, kind of careful yeah. what you wish for vibe? Yeah. She wanted some nonsense and then got quite traumatized through it.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of that whole thing of like a child. Thinking that there's something better out there for them, like more interesting for them. Like they obviously, when you're a child, like you want to be an adult a lot. I don't as even well. think it's
0: just children, though. I think adults no, do it all the time as well. But we yeah, always think, yeah. I get the next job life will be better if I get this car. Yeah, be better. yeah, if yeah. I can Once... make it through this week. Things will be yeah. different.
1: Yeah, that's so true. It's like that mentality. That like if this was different, then like this would be better. Like my life would be amazing. And then, of course, in classic fashion, that's not the case. No. Like she doesn't get what she gets what she wished for, but what she wished for isn't what she thought like no. this this was going to be. She thought it was going to turn out to be way more interesting and easier than her everyday life. Yeah. It's actually quite scary, mm-hmm. dangerous, um, and not just not what she expected, basically. Yeah um to the point where she wants to go home and she realizes (laughs)
0: that actually like those support networks that she maybe has come to resent yeah like oh why am I just always pushing me around or whatever yeah she realizes actually without them she's very alone and has no help
1: (laughs) yeah exactly so so yeah I I don't really know why it's my favorite segment I just think like from an animation perspective it's so cool I was gonna say Um, I think
0: because you're so into animation too I think I love how each flower, they don't just animate the flowers as a collective. Yeah. Each yeah. flower is individually animated to suit their personality. And that's yeah,
1: really cool. yeah. I, I think that's the thing. It's not like they've just gone with like one type of flower as well. Yeah. Like they've fully gone for loads of different ones. Yeah. And I think that together, it just looks so effective yeah, like when I they're agree. all like as animated as they are. Um, and that again brings the element of kind of this whole like mad, like chaotic, nonsensical energy Um, because it's like not only have we got these like big characters we've got like the whole of wonderland is chaotic and mad and so like that i think builds to towards like characterizing wonderland as a place as well and kind of shows alice that it's it's not it doesn't matter where she turns in wonderland everything's the same she's going to find that It's not what she wished for.
0: And the appearances can be deceptive. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because when you first see the flowers, you think, oh, how pretty, like, how nice. And then they just turn out to be so savage. They call her a weed. So, yeah, so I love that scene. But I also think, um, I think one of my favourite characters is uh, actually Cheshire Cat, uh, which is probably not surprising. I don't know, I feel like he's quite a popular Mm. character, Cheshire Cat. Um, I think for me, again, the main reason is because of his looks like the animation yeah. with his character like the fact that he can just kind of disappear mm-hmm. and then like part of him can reappear he's so and sneaky
0: and cheeky yeah
1: well. yeah he's very like mischievous um which i love but obviously to the extent where i don't like it yeah when he's purposely trying to get alice into he knows what he's doing yeah if yeah she
0: could have had her beheaded
1: yeah he literally he could do anything because like if people can't see him then yeah. he gets away with everything um but I do I do I think I like him because um though he does get Alice in trouble sometimes he is also actually quite attentive to her like in the sense that he does help her out like with directions yeah. at one point whereas the other characters I mean they just kind of dismiss her or yeah, they're not they, very helpful, aren't they? no they're not so at least he gives like a little bit of something um from yeah from his character i obviously like i love the mad hatter segment mm-hmm. as well of course like i think we all have to love that segment because it's probably the most iconic one from this yeah. film um particularly because it's like the scene that's on the poster i think for this yeah. film which again is an amazing poster it's like an explosion of colors it's so so cool um but yeah, that that segment is just kind of so wacky, Yeah. so mad. I think that's the point where you think like, what has Alice got herself into? Yeah. Like, because and she
0: realizes that at the same point, yeah, like, yeah, these people are going to be no help to me whatsoever.
1: Yeah, because they're so useless So they're pouring like tea into cups that are like been cut in half. Like literally, at one point, oh, like a teacup's been smashed in half, and they half still a pour cup, it, please. Yeah, and like, and then the Mad Hatter's got like four different cups, but. Yeah, he's I not bored He's anything. like,
0: move down, move down, new cup, new cup. I, like, I haven't even had one cup of tea. Yet.
1: Yeah, she's being like passed around and she never gets anything. She gets. She gets poured in like a dodgy mug at yeah. one point. You're like, I've been say And a
0: bit where they're like, "Don't you like tea?" She's like, "I actually really like tea." Yeah, yeah, that would be me. I would be so annoyed. <laughs> I like... was thinking
1: of you when I watched it. I was like, this would
0: definitely be Rosie. Like, yeah, I'm actually very fond of tea.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, just give me my tea. Like, I can see you've got loads of teapots, loads of teacups, loads of tea. Like, where is my tea? <laughs> they they would definitely drive you insane oh, if you're yeah. around them all the time. You would you would definitely go mad because they they are. They are, they are so incredibly mad. It's like um, kids when they
0: eat like too much sugar.
1: Yeah, Actually, yeah. It's like
0: me when I eat too much sugar, sugar <laughs> and it's like just nonsensical. You can't make sense of what someone's saying.
1: Yeah, and I think an interesting thing that I take from the Mad Hatter sequence. So you've got like the Mad Hatter, and you've got the um Dormouse, which he's oh, yeah. he's so is it a he? I don't really I think know. It is. Yeah, and then the March Hare, and that it's kind of like they're like this isolated group because you can tell, I think, that they don't socialise with anyone else. Mm. They're quite clearly not people that, I don't know, have much of a purpose in life other than just...
0: just drink tea and Yeah,
1: thing. pretty much. Because obviously unbirthdays are going to happen more regularly than yes. birthdays. Because it's
0: a very busy schedule. Every day is an unbirthday.
1: <laughs> so I think that's interesting as well because it kind of like characterises them as kind of people that are kind of not part of the yeah the, like the social community if there even is one in wonderland yeah. um i just thought i was interesting um
0: yeah and how they kind of like known about because like the cheshire cats are like oh well because no one else ever seems to mention anybody else really like yeah no one else kind of alludes to any of the characters which is why there's an argument for is it isn't made up in her head because Hmm. None of the other characters tend to talk about each other. Yeah. How, until you get a cheshire cat, it's like, "Oh, actually, you can try the Mad Hatter." And it's like these these characters are clearly quite iconic and Lord. Yeah. God, like, oh, that's that's where the tea party is. Yeah,
1: they're known <laughs> very much known for that. I also think they come across as quite overbearing because oh, yeah. they literally won't let her like speak yeah. or like do anything. They just carry on singing their song and then just basically oh. like singing and saying all of this nonsense and. I, it would do my head in, like
0: even I, though, like they say, what were you, you going to say to us? And they keep track, like coming back yeah. to it, but then skimming over it yet again. Yeah, Poor they just girl. don't
1: listen to her at all whatsoever. Like she's she's not gaining anything no. from this because she's not getting a tea. No. They're not listening to her woes and her she problems. Just
0: a piece of cake. Like, no, it's just...
1: and she's quite clearly like saying like what she's looking for, and they're just like they just go off on a completely. Probably different just
0: like pace. gains a headache to be honest, and then has yeah, to go somewhere that, else.
1: Absolutely, but I think in terms of like. Animation, I think that scene and the flower scene are my favourites mm. and the daisy scene that I mentioned before, mm. because the, there's so much detail, like you were saying, with the table with all the cups and everything, that there's yeah. so many things on there that they've had to intricately um animate and kind of stylize for those scenes. And they really do make a difference yeah. because they kind of characterize it as very chaotic. And I just I think it just shows the attention to detail that's gone into this film. Yeah. Um, so I think they're like my favorite, like I guess three s- segments within the film yes yeah. um i know you only asked for one but That's as usual, fine we'll take I've three <laughs> the three um but what's yours
0: um so i th- this is really hard for me because i, I don't mm. really know if i have a specific favorite i just love mm. the whole film um two are kind of spring into mind i just i love the the red the the queen of hearts section i just yeah. think like yeah. i love the whole painting the roses red section i love like how creative that section is with like, the playing cards being they're like croquet
1: yeah
0: um like pieces if you like and then you've got Mm -hmm. like the the hedgehog and the bird. I just think oh, it's so clever. I feel so sorry for and that poor And I just think that the way it's written is just so funny, and even like a mature funny way. Like when the king is like, "By order of the king," even though it's not. Like no, a... no, he's just mentioned as an aside. I kept <laughs> laughing out loud. So, hard every time he'd be yeah. like, "I'm the king," and like, and kids wouldn't really laugh at that. I don't think no. as as adults would because it's that ir- ir- like irony of like he's the king, he's the man, and this time he should have been.
1: Yeah, he should have been in control. that's got a good power. point to
0: be fair for like the context is that like mm. it's a very mm. female female heavy film yeah like the leads. um but then a classic example of the men are no use so it's yeah <laughs> so that's quite an interesting, yeah. angle, i guess to have from the time period yeah that most of like the strong characters that kind of lead the film are women
1: yeah a bit like prince charming when he was i mean where was
0: prince charming <laughs> who is he um or even worse poor prince ferdinand oh, oh dear me um he didn't even have a name I know. <laughs> so many years later um so I, I love that section i love the whole like painting the roses red element i just i just love it I, and i love the the, the the queen of hearts bit i just i think it's written so cleverly. Mm. i think the music is stunning i think that whole section it really just brings together um and it's so busy and i, I, yeah, I just love that yeah
1: um, so and yeah. i love that segment
0: Maybe. and then i love the bit it's again a little bit like a smaller chiller segment is when she's in the white rabbit's house Oh, yeah. I just think the animation detail in that is beautiful. Even like when she goes up the stairs, I didn't realise until I rewatched it yesterday. It's like, because I was thinking, I never realised till yesterday it was the, the white rabbit's house. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was some random woman's house. And then when you go into the stairs and like down the staircase, it's like the portraits of all the rabbits in his family. Like, I just yeah. think the detail in that is, is so lovely uh, and I forgot that the dojo came and was like get a match and had like his I just I love that it's quite like an understated bit and the animation yeah. with her again how clever it is with her arms out the sides and her legs out the front I think it's really clever um, yeah. and that's again quite like an iconic image from the film
1: yeah they're like my two I favorite agree. bits
0: um again I love it all um I really I, I do I love every section like I love that eat me drink me and all that kind of bit and yeah like that section in the house because she obviously sh- grows and then shrinks i think that's obviously amazing yeah. um my favorite character i'm gonna be basic is alice mm. and mm. i don't think i'd realize that until yesterday but i love how self-aware she is that scene where she's sat in the forest and she sits yes. on the rock and cries and is like it's that like quote which, like, I give myself very good advice but very seldom follow it. Yeah. And she's, like, she, she literally sits in in that rock and is, like, this is my own fault. Yeah, and, yeah, and admits it. <laughs> yeah, and actually, like, her manners are so... What was the bit? There was a bit where oh, I can't remember which section it was now, but she was with a character, and a character literally, like, basically shoves her out of the way. She's Mm. like, oh, sorry. (laughs) This is so British. Um, I just think as a character, Mm. like, obviously her curiosity, her imagination, her, like, adoration for things that are exciting and different. I just, I love that. Her imagination, her curiosity, I'm all about those. Um, Yeah. Because I think she's quite similar to Rapunzel in those elements. She's my fave, she's my bae. Mm. Um, And I, I think her... Her willingness to learn and be wrong, I think, is so cool. And I think until you kind of watch and think about it, she can sometimes come across as quite arrogant, but she's not. She actually is quite polite for most of the film. Like, in that bit with The Mad Hatter, where she's like... She doesn't. Like, she moves, and then by the end, she's getting quite frustrated. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't shout over them. She just kind no. of lets them speak and go. And then she's like, oh, well, it's, it's my own birthday as well. Like, she gets so into these situations. Yeah. She could walk in, like, tell me where to go right now. Like... Hmm. The only bit I'm like Alice, chill out, hon, is when they get to the caterpillar scene and he's like, who are you? And she's like, I don't really know, to be honest. Like, I'm mm. like, just tell him who you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. kind of also get her vibes because she's like, do you know what? I've grown, I've shrunk. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. Like, mm. who am I? Um, And I, I just think her ability, she obviously has her flaws, but we very rarely see a character who's able to identify their flaws so quickly. Yeah. And it's yeah, just so self-aware. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's crazy how she's like, oh, like classic me. She's like, I always do this. She's like, I like this is this is why I always get into trouble because I think before I act, and I yeah. just think I act before I think. Yeah. And she's like, I just love that. And I think she's so willing to accept this culture and community as well. Mm-hmm. Like she's not judgmental, really.
1: No. Um, no, like, she doesn't blame anyone. No. She only blames. Herself. herself, which I think yeah. is really
0: cool. And then the bit that like when they're painting the paint is red again, there's no kind of like that's so stupid. She's like, I'll help. These people yeah. don't even know. She's yeah, like, cool, yeah. I'll join you, I'll help. Um
1: it's not very judgmental at all. Yeah,
0: and even a bit with the flowers, where she's like, Oh, what a lovely song. Like, she's so accepting of like all of these other people. I mean mm-hmm. she's like, she has a yawn at one point, but she's like, Oh, that that was beautiful, like, thank you so much. Like, she's yeah. very polite and she's she's willing to learn off other people mm. and even when that caterpillar is like she's like oh this is ridiculous and the storms off and he's like come back she's like oh fine and yeah. she does go back so I just yeah I think she's my she's my fave in this mm. film I just think she's a very admirable person especially at her age to be yeah. so self-aware and um, and even like the bit when the, the queen cheats she doesn't even say anything she's like said to no. herself like oh but she's like not rude enough to be like oi I yeah. saw what you were doing. Like, yeah,
1: she could have, she could have put yeah. her a place But, but I didn't. think if
0: she was like as arrogant as sometimes you think she is, she'd yeah. walk in and be like, actually, um, as a human from the real world, I can yeah. tell you, this is not how you play croquet. Yeah. But she doesn't. She she turns up, she plays, even when her bird is deliberately misbehaving, she perseveres to play mm. and be part mm. of the, the community and part of that culture. So yeah, I'm a big Alice fan. Um, She's so yeah. polite. When I mean, she like curtsies and she's just, she's very polite.
1: Yeah, she is. I think she obviously has a lot of other qualities to her that are not great as well, I would well, argue. Yeah. But you obviously have to remember how young she is as well because isn't she isn't she like quite how old is she? I think she comes across as if she's like twelve in this, but I'm pretty yeah, sure she's she way younger.
0: 30. I think well, because the actress played it was 13, so I'm guessing it's like I around...
1: think she is actually under meant to yeah. be under 10 yeah. in this, in this film that's the only criticism I have of the um animation yeah is I think Alice looks too old yeah she looks too old for the age that she is so that's why then I get confused with how old but it's hard as
0: well because she shrinks and grows so often it's kind of hard to place her yeah Um, but I think her flaws are actually one of the reasons why I really like her because she Mm. she admits them and so I think that's the problem is that characters aren't particularly likable when you're in films and they have flaws and then don't acknowledge until the end and it's like when well, you yeah. find not there but yeah. that's the middle of the film where she's like this is always happens to me like why do I do mm-hmm. this to myself so I think yes she has bad qualities and the fact that like you know she can be a bit really a bit presumptuous like but like I mean I don't know what would you say her bad qualities are because I think apart from maybe being a little bit like I don't really I don't really know I don't really, like I mean I,
1: th- I think it's not like not necessarily like bad qualities, but it's like things that you obviously the messages that you shouldn't do. So like the way that she's way too trusting with people. Oh she I she gives see. way, way, way yes. too much trust to everyone she meets. See, this is she me does well, what they see. say with anything. She'll just do it without thinking. She's so very like,
0: naive, isn't she?
1: Very she's very naive. And like it's obviously it's positive that she's curious, but she's also sometimes like a bit too too curious because it leads her down mm. like this path which Yes, she's learned from, and yes, she's admitted that she's made some mistakes, and obviously that's great, she can learn from that and won't do it again, but she definitely does things about thinking about the consequences, oh, yeah. so, like, I think the message for me from her character through some of the film is, like, you know, be careful sometimes, like, tread carefully yeah. with what you're doing, think things through, um, because I do think that's the case when obviously sometimes she's got little choice but she is just drinking and eating oh yeah she random give she's, it a been second she's met these people for about five seconds and she's doing what they tell her to do mm-hmm. so like i think there's bits for me where i'm like alice like just yeah. stop and think for a second like i know you're in this like wondrous land and like there's so much to look at and see and you're just so intrigued and you know like you're trying to find this rabbit but like just think for a second yeah like true. about your actions and the For your consequences own safety yeah because you just don't know like look at pinocchio look where that got him
0: oh well just, well oh. exactly
1: i mean so there's just elements where i'm like c- come on but obviously that's so it's not really like age.
0: bad qualities that she has it's no kind of it's like,
1: more her actions as a child
0: it, but also i'd say like being a trusting person is necessarily a bad thing i just think it has to come with like like experience, isn't it? Where you kind of yeah, learn, like, yeah, yeah. To kind of learn when it's best to trust people and when to kind of keep your guard up. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't but, think she necessarily has like bad qualities. It's more just kind of like she's. I just think she's she, she can be quite naive.
1: Yeah, she's naive. I also think that like she wants shortcuts for things where like she wants to yeah (laughs) but she like does it in a way where she kind of assumes she'll go down this hole she'll find the rabbit straight away like yeah which I know it is a rabbit hole but at the same time she kind of expects things to just happen the way she thinks they'll happen which we see when she asks for this nonsensical universe
0: yeah
1: but actually ends up getting something that isn't what she wanted so I think it's for me like the negative criticism of her is kind of just the, the childlike things, which obviously we all do and we've all done. And like you say, they come from um, they come, you kind of grow from them and learn from yeah. mistakes and through experience and everything. But I always get really like stressed for her when she makes these decisions and she hasn't fought them through on like Alice. Yeah. Like, please, don't just eat something in rabbit the rabbit's house. Like you've just eaten something, I know, I know. And you've seen what it's done to you. Like, just don't eat this random and the mushrooms. I'm like, you don't know what that mushroom's gonna do. Like, I just get I get stressed, but it's like you say, it's something you learn with age. So who is she to know?
0: Well, true.
1: If she's Very not true. been taught that from her family, so.
0: And yeah, again, I don't think anything like bad qualities. It's just kind of yeah, kind of like learning of the way the world works.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because it's not like it's like malicious or mean or like no, no, what she's, she's doing is going to... No, no, a nice person. It's not like her, those qualities are going to have a negative impact on somebody else. Yeah, yeah. In this film anyway, obviously, she, she if she has to start thinking with other people, that like, is different. Yeah, but I think yeah. These are all on her, really. Yeah, like the only person she's really harming is herself. Yeah. So I think it's not like it's a malicious, mean intent. It's just more like no. a lack of experience of the world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that brings on to Disney fun fact number four, then. Um, there anything else you wanted to add about characters there?
1: Um i don't think oh I, actually yeah the, just quickly the queen of hearts i love her i think yeah. she's an amazing villain because she's so kind of complex in the sense that she's so childish but she's also an absolute like tyrant of a, of a woman oh, yeah like but i love the way that they've blended the childish behavior mm-hmm. with someone so who clever. is absolutely psychotic yeah. at the same time <laughs> um so because she's so she's got such a fragile temper mm-hmm. but she's it's also so like hard. so ready to compete with the child and wants to win yeah. like she has to win she's so childish and competitive like i think she's actually a really interesting villain and i'd actually like to see a bit of a backstory about her like obviously we yeah, get it in the yeah. live action ones um like she's someone that i'm like interested to hear more about in terms of a villain because you can you can see that something's happened to her along the lines to make her this kind of crazy but cruel person.
0: Yeah. So
1: I think I think she's also a great, a really great character. I agree. I yeah.
0: Agree. Very interesting. Mm. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So that brings to Disney fun fact number four. So this film features a wide selection of familiar Disney voices. So Catherine Beaumont, who plays Alice, also plays Wendy in Peter Pan. Ed Wynn is the Mad Hatter, who plays the Laughing Uncle in Mary Poppins. Uh, Sterling Holloway is the Cheshire Cat, who was the original voice of Winnie the Pooh. Carr in Mm. The Jungle Book and Rockfort in The Aristocats. And then Verna Felton, who's the Queen of Hearts, was also the fairy godmother in Cinderella, Flora in Sleeping Beauty, Mrs. Jumbo in Dumbo, and Aunt, Aunt Sarah in Lady the Tramp. And she's also like various other elephants in the jungle book and um Dumbo. So she's done all That's a So lot, cool.
1: Yeah. Lot. She's she's made her like stamp on Disney very and I think,
0: if I'm not mistaken, I think at least three of those were class, were classed as official Disney Legends because of all of their Disney um yeah. credits, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, it's really really cool with the Cheshire Cat. Like all I was thinking when he was speaking was about Winnie the Pooh. I
0: was I like, know. you sound like poo <laughs> I know you sound like Pooh if he's drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So that brings on to uh, segment number four. So the big question mm-hmm. is: was it real or was it a dream? Right.
1: So for me, it's very clear. Like and I do. I think it's just because of like the way I think about things. Like that's not to say I'm not open-minded. I did English Lit at A-level. I can <laughs> analyze things and it bring th- things out of things. But for me, I think this is a dream. Um, and that's my interpretation of it because I enjoy it most if it is a dream. Like that's mm. the interpretation that I'm the happiest with it being. Um, I think because I don't really personally see the need to kind of like over-complicate it like we see her asleep she wakes up so I'm like to me she's she's fallen asleep she's bored with whatever um her sister was reading to her (laughs) she's not interested she's bored she's fallen asleep she's literally been thinking about like nonsense and things like that beforehand so she's had a dream about all of these Mm -hmm. things um the argument to not be a dream like i understand all of the different arguments because obviously if it is a dream she's learning a lot of morals it's yeah. like where are these influences coming from in her head if she's never really had them but of course it could be morals that her parents or her sister yeah. have um kind of Im- impacted on her at some point by telling her you know if well, a stranger, yeah. like oh let's not talk to strangers or well, yeah. let's not eat random things like do you know what i mean like she could have been she probably has been because she seems like she's been brought up in a pretty good life to be honest so i feel like her parents or whoever her carer is at the time have kind of told her about these things so it could be her mind's like kind of battling between like the desire for a a nonsensical life but also actually my mom said i shouldn't do that like that sort of thing so I, i do i do fully understand why people think that there's the drug influence with this as well because it is crazy Mm-hmm. um and obviously Lewis Carroll <clears throat> obviously there's like quite a lot of talk about yeah. like his influence like he was know, an odd fellow he was a very strange man so I get that and also you do think when you're watching it like oh like how'd she come up with this idea like with just you know like not being um but we all un- have that don't
0: we especially like yeah. kids she does read a lot of books as well like yeah um, bizarre crazy dreams that I've had and I'm not on drugs what so... I you gonna <laughs> say
1: like imagination is there we all have imagination and yes like it can be influenced further by other things but we've all got imagination and so many amazing creations have been produced just plainly through someone's imagination so the way i like to view it is that it was a dream she had a dream about these things that she wanted and like she thought it was going to be like some fantastical journey where it would be you know a world that she wants to live in but she realizes that actually sometimes life is better just as it is and I know that sounds really simplistic and maybe a bit boring and maybe that's why people want to make more out of it I don't know but like that's the way I like to view it as a girl who is just bored of what she's listening to and just goes on a journey in her dream because we all go on journeys in our dreams I have the wildest dreams and I've never been under the influence of anything um so yeah that's how I see it but I, I don't know what you, you think about that.
0: Um, before yesterday, I was just like, no, it has to be real. It's a real adventure. <laughs> like just from like, thoughts, like, I prefer that idea if it actually happened. Yeah. And she yeah. actually got to experience this, like this world. And yeah. And... But then I forgot that at the end, she does see herself asleep. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. it's a, it is a dream. And I was so disappointed because I was like, I just, I, lo- I love the idea that she actually did have this mad adventure and said that there is another yeah. world down the yeah rabbit yeah, hole yeah. That she's I had like these experiences. Well. Um. And I wish I wish that had been the case, but alas, it's not because she's quite clearly asleep at the end because she can see herself asleep. um, Yeah. And she doesn't kind of come out the rabbit hole like full of dirt and mud or whatever.
1: No, exactly. She's in pristine condition with Diana, like in her hands. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think it's a dream, but hey ho. Never mind. I mean. Then she goes back when she's nineteen, and it's all good. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. yeah um and then kind of just briefly i suppose because we've talked about lots of different elements yeah briefly mm. your overall thought and your rating out of 10.
1: oh i see i'm going first
0: How interesting. um well compare that to the last episode right? first interesting. every five minutes we um... take it in turns and you know we do
1: <laughs> okay overall thoughts um i love this film uh i gladly watch it again and again um i think the animation is stunning some of Disney's best animation mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, especially for this time. But even now, I think it holds up really, really well. Uh, Some amazing characters are in this. Um, I think, as someone who's read the book, obviously we both are. Like, I don't really have an issue that there's things missing from the book in this film at all. I I view it as an individual piece of art or whatever, if you like. So like, I don't feel the need to constantly refer back to the book when I'm watching it. I just it's it's a whole other adventure. Um, But I yeah I love this film and I also love just briefly the amount of merchandise that has come from this film yeah
0: I completely agree the merch for this is stunning yeah I've got like from this and the book
1: I think it's
0: nice is that kind of the popularity of these films has informed the popularity of the books so you get like a nice blend of both
1: yeah it's it's nice because you get like some of the merch is like more Lewis Carroll-esque like in terms of like it's like the books um like
0: the illustrations what, the drawing. Illustrations,
1: so, yeah. that's the word I was looking for <laughs> and then yeah you've got like the more Disney Alice stuff but it's just yeah it's so beautiful um so I think I'm going to give it an eight yeah yeah um, that's where I was I was sat because I was thinking it's definitely better than some that I've given like a 7.5 uh so I think it's yeah I think it's an eight because it's definitely a nostalgic film for me and I, I can love it and I also appreciate that tea brands like Wittard have really Mm, like taken this film to like kind of market their stuff as a tea lover
0: it's a big one
1: yeah isn't
0: it yeah so yeah I think an eight is where I'm going I'm the exact same actually no I'm not I'm slightly with you I'm 8.5 is where I'm at um because I don't have a lot of problems with the film but I don't think I would watch it frequently as my thing so it's not like I wouldn't want to watch it but I think one of the films when you've watched it you don't need to watch it again for a while because there are morals to it but they're not as like strong as an empowering and and, like kind of outgoing as some of the more modern disney princess films yeah so i I enjoy them but it's enjoy this film but i don't think it's one that i would kind of watch every week
1: Um, yeah Yeah, 8.5 It's like i really
0: enjoy it when i watch it like i have a good little giggle and a laugh and i appreciate it but would i watch it kind of every week no i think it's the kind of film that i'd enjoy more like sporadically yeah Um, that's where i'm at I really enjoyed it. I laughed. It was just a point where I literally was laughing out loud. I think the colour is yeah, cool. It's a really enjoyable film. And I finish it like, oh, that was really satisfying to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. then you have to think, actually, like, how often would you watch it also plays into it. Um, yeah. Kind of, yeah, I think like we have so many Disney films that are so close to our hearts that kind of would, like, inform my, like, decision sounds a bit dramatic, but, like, I would take yeah. elements from them. I think I would take elements from Alice, but maybe not in the same way as I would from other people
1: yeah she's not quite as relatable as some of our other favorite characters no. and her experiences aren't as relatable as some of our other favorite films as yeah. what i'd say because so, she that's... Have,
0: like she has growth but i wouldn't say it's like there's not like as much growth throughout because she kind of yeah like, kind of learning the same message as she goes on and on and on yeah
1: that's yeah
0: where I'm at. Mm. Um, and that's a wrap on this episode, yeah. um, so I've really enjoyed that one. Actually, it was nice yeah. to kind of do one that we've both really liked. And yeah, didn't have a lot of issues with. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Podbeam, we're on Google, we're on Amazon. We're kind of anywhere you want to listen yeah. is where we are. You can um, find us. <laughs> you can. Uh, you can leave a review. We'd love to read them. Um, and if you do, make sure you leave your Instagram handle so we can say a big thank you. Um, again, we still have our small ad slot, small shop ad slots for any small shop businesses. That's really hard to say. Um mm-hmm. So get in touch with us via our link um, in our Instagram bio, our link tree um, link there, and you can kind of get in touch with us to ask questions about those, or just email us, and Rosie will tell you how to do that in a second.
1: Yeah, well, so then obviously, yeah, don't forget to follow along with our Instagram for all of our latest and magical adventures and throwback adventures. All of the adventures are basically on our Instagram account, and um, we also have things like fun facts. But as Katie was saying, we've also got a link tree. So through that link tree, you can inquire about the ad slots. Um, you can also view our merch as mentioned can, earlier there's lots of different things you can see through that but if you do have any questions or anything you can get in touch with us via dms or our email which is yeah, the- we'll, podcast at yeah both work yeah yeah both work um but coming up next time we will be reviewing the new uh, that's not even out yet uh disney film called encanto i'm so excited which, yeah i really am excited for this film so i think this will be a really really great one for us to yeah, go I agree. through so yeah look forward to that one um and yeah as i said just email us or dm us if you've got any questions feedback or anything and please do leave a review if you feel so inclined yes. um and from the both of us have a magical rest of your day